the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 52 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I can't believe we've had 52 episodes of speaking to industry professionals and drivers. If you haven't listened to our past episodes, please head over to iTunes, subscribe to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, even write us for a review and go into our monthly draw. Today on the show, I'm interviewing the beautiful Emma Nota Francesco. For those who don't know Emma, she's currently the host of the Australian Superbikes. She's the repeat reporter of Shannon's National. She's a presenter and writer for Witch Car and is a dare to be different ambassador. Before we get started, and just to like to let you know, we've got an upcoming online sponsorship workshop called Getting Started. So if you have no sponsors and you're looking to get some sponsors for 2020, this is the online workshop for you. It's going to be held on September, November 2nd at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a 90 minute to two hour online live workshop and where we're going to actually work through a workbook together and I'll be on call to answer any of your questions. So if you're interested in getting started with sponsorship, please head over to our Facebook page at Motivate T, um, get some more details on our event page. Now let's get started with today's show. Well, hello, Emma, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have another female in motorsports to be part of today's interview. Um, before we get started into the nitty gritty, some four fun fast facts. Um, what is your favourite racetrack? Ooh, does it have to be in Australia? No. Singapore. <gasps> Why? Uh, probably because I had my greatest racing moment there, I think. Yeah. Formula One? Yeah. Okay. Pineapple on pizzas? Pineapple or pizzas? Pineapple on pizzas. Oh, yes. Yes. Even with your Italian background. <laughs> yes. I know. It's not allowed, is it? I love pineapple on pizzas. I think it's fantastic. Yes. Ford or Holden? Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and fruit or veggies? Fruit. Thanks. I love fruit too. Favourite fruit? Oh, strawberries. Nice. Thanks for that, Em. That's what to us by Plus Fitness. Now, Emma, you've got a really unusual story about how you got started in motorsports. So I feel like it's just in the last 12 months, obviously, the success of TCI, you've come on to, I guess, more of the forward scene. Uh, how did you get started? Yeah, I think everyone has their own journey. Um, it's, a, it's a weird one. So I started in the media industry about 10 years ago. Which, um, which was a bit odd. I started in the back of a traffic chopper. Um, and from there, I just made some really good connections. I did a lot of work for about a year for free, uh, mm -hmm. just putting my name out there as best as I could. And while I loved sport, I never really thought that I would be good enough to get into sport. But I did start ground reporting at soccer events, which I loved. And finally, uh, my agent got me an interview with Supercars. And at that stage, while I loved Supercars, and they said, cool, jump on this, commentate, look around the track and have fun, see what you can come up with. Um, and the next morning I woke up, they said, here you go, go interview Garth Tander and Chas Mostert. And I was 
shaking in my boots. I mean, I've been a fan of Garth Tanner since I was a little girl. You can imagine what something like that is like. Um, and I got through the weekend. So that was a big tick. And they said, Emma, you can come back for another five rounds. So that is how I got into motorsport. Um, from there, you know, it's a small world. So you get to meet a few people and they said, hey, come and host this. And hey, come and do this event. And do you want to do some drift cars? And do you want to MC this? And, and you just build on that and you make great relationships and you meet some great people and you get into other bits and pieces. So that was six years ago. And I've, yeah, had a, a huge journey since then. Yeah, so as I'm hearing, um, you're obviously not an overnight success and you worked really hard to get where you are today, purely from networking. Um, do you have any networking tips? You mentioned one about working for free. Um, I know there's a lot of aspiring um, sports reporters out there wanting to get into the industry. Um, how did you do the networking? Was it, were you stalking on LinkedIn? Was it just about, hey, um, Cam, can you introduce me to Matt? Um, have you got any tips or tricks about successful networking? Yeah, you really need to not stop. You need to knock down doors. Um, I stalked people for a really long time until they gave me something. <laughs> um, you know, it's like the Instagram stalk until someone... No, um, yeah, you really need to sell yourself a bit. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but... Um, go the right way about things. Don't, don't be aggressive, but um, yeah, just let them know you're there every, every few months. Like, Hey, you know, I've been doing this or Hey, just thought I'd check in and let you know that I just did this. Um, do it in the right manner, but um, just keep people updated. Um, let the, if they're going to be somewhere, let them know that you're there too. Um, yeah. I think you just don't stop and show people what you're doing and be on social media and be present is, is key. I, um, I haven't stopped really for the past six years. That's probably why I'm so tired, but, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you can't stop. You really just can't be complacent. I have, it hasn't come overnight. It really has been a hard task. Yeah. And did you study sports journalism or did you just get it from a fan point of view? How did you actually get started being a traffic reporter? Yeah, I actually did study media and communications at Melbourne Uni. So I guess the hard work started back from year 10 <laughs> at school. Um, yeah, so it has been a really, really long journey. I, I didn't know where I'd end up, but I did start studying media and communications. It all started from there. I knew that I wanted some sort of reporter type role. I didn't know exactly what it would be, but I think those skills did help me um, from a really long way back. And I've just continued to master those skills. I, I still learn on every single gig every weekend. I still try and master those skills. And so how did you end up in sports reporting? Was it just through your passion um, of enjoying motorsports that that's where you went? Yeah. I think apart, from age, apart from your age and getting you an interview at Supercars, is, is that the kind of direction you were wanting to go down? Obviously, you started off with soccer. Yeah. So I started with soccer, loved it, but... Oh, sorry, I need to think about his answers. I feel like I'm just stumbling a lot. No, no, they're great. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, let me just... Remember, remember like, like my audience is the beginner to amateur competitor yeah. and, like, the, the most sport coaching podcast is for those, like, wanting to try and get into, into the industry. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why it's me, like, how do you get started? Like, did you just start or did you actually do yeah. some sort of... Thing? So, yeah. like, basic better. I feel like I'm stumbling a lot. Oh, you are. You're great. Sorry. <laughs> 
Now I don't know why, because it's always hard to talk about yourself. I know. Now I know how people feel when I interview them. Yeah, and, like, and you're going all flushed, and I'm like, it's okay. Like, I'm asking you to talk about yourself. And then sometimes when you start to think about your history, you're like, oh, my God, like, and it does get a little bit emotional too because you're like, oh, wow, like I've really achieved a lot when you start telling a story if you haven't really thought about it before because you're always going forward. Yeah, okay. It's okay. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> um, you said why, why, why motorsport, was it? Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. I'll just say the question again. Um, and so why did you decide on motorsport um, as a sports reporter? Obviously, you started out with soccer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, motorsport for me is the biggest part of my life. Um, I think if you have a passion for something, that's when you're really good at it. That's when it shines through. Um, and that is what makes you credible. I have never done a sport that I don't love or that I'm not good at. There's no point in me putting my hand up and saying, yeah, I'll do golf because I'm going to get there. And not only am I not going to know anyone or know anything about the sport, I'm not going to do well at it. Well at it. And that's going to shine through on air. Um, so motorsport just comes naturally, I think. And as I said earlier, I try and build on everything, every single round, every single weekend. I'll arrive at the track and I'll get to know a team better or a driver or, you know. The fans. Um, <laughs> sorry? The fans. <laughs> the fans, yeah. I'll get to know um, about people or a team even better every weekend. I'll set myself a goal every single weekend. I think um, motorsport is, I don't know, it's memories of my childhood. And I think fans say to me sometimes when they look at my Instagram or when they see me on air, wow, you really love it. And I think the fact that that shines through on air says a lot for me. Um, The fact that I've built that rapport says a lot um, and means a lot. So that's a tick for me, I think. And is your family from motorsports? Like, did your brothers, your fathers race two wheels or four wheels? Or is it just something that you developed yourself as a passion? You know what? We're probably the standard bogans. We're, <laughs> we're like the top of the hill Bathurst fans. So we actually are not at all. Not one member of my family has been to Bathurst besides me. Um, we just love it. So we grew up, you know, we had a family farm um, just as a hobby. We've had, I've had, a, I think I got a motorbike for my fourth birthday, a little four-wheeler, um, learned how to drive when I could reach the pedals sitting on dad's lap. Um, you know, the memories of me getting up watching the World Cup when I had to go to school. I think I was late for school because I was sitting by the fire with my family watching the World Cup and I would wear my um, Socceroos scarf or my Italia scarf to school thinking I was cool or my HSV hat when Holden won that weekend. I'd be up late watching Formula One with my family. We just loved cars. We'd be at Calder Park on the weekends. We'd be down at Spring Nats, Summer Nats. Like those are the memories. I think when you have those memories of your childhood, it you know it um, you love it even more when you get older. So yeah, we've been going to Formula One ever since came to Melbourne. We go to MotoGP every year, and it's something that you do together as a family. So the fact that I go off now on weekends to these events, my brothers just can't believe it. You know, I called them and said, "Hey, um, I'm going to this Ferrari event, and you know, I'm going to be driving this Portofino," and they're like, "Shut up!" They just can't <laughs> believe that their little sister is now doing all this stuff and doing all these motor motorsport events. They're just so proud. Um, so, yeah, it's a really nice thing. 
Yeah. So your family have been a big support of your career choice? hundred percent, hundred percent. And, you know, watching me on TV, I think my dad still gets tears in his eyes. He's a very emotional Italian father, yeah. uh, but they're all very, very supportive of me. They, they hate the travel a little bit because I'm not around for a lot. And that's a very big sacrifice that I've had to make, but they are very supportive of my career. And if I didn't have them supporting me, that's another thing. Um, another piece of advice, you know, find some support, find some mentors if you're going to have a career like this, because it is a very hard industry to be in. Um, but yeah, family have been key in my success. Oh, that's fantastic, Em. So what is your actual job title? Do you have a job title? Is it a pit lane host? Is it a presenter, TV presenter? Or um, does it change at each event? Or what, what do you like to call yourself? I like to wear a few hats, Belinda. Uh, <laughs> I like to mix it up a little bit. So it, it, it varies uh, with uh, the Australian Superbikes. I'm the host. Uh, I do a little, a few little things actually with the Australian Superbikes. So I host it, I pit report it, I colour report it and I podium report it. But yeah, mainly the host for the Australian Superbikes. For the Shannon's Nationals, I'm their pit reporter. For the Witch Car TV show, I am a presenter, but I also just started writing for them, which is a little bit different. I haven't written car reviews as yet so we'll see how that one goes because I just put my first one in so they might take me off that role because you're involved yeah um yeah so a few a few different roles up and down what's the difference between a host versus mm-hmm. a pit lane reporter yeah so um they're both really difficult so <laughs> no a host is you know when you're in front of the camera you're introducing the show you're also doing links between commentators and the pit reporters mm-hmm. Um, which is a lot of fun. Pit reporting is more you're in the lane and you are grabbing the stories during races, um, for those that don't know, which can be quite challenging, but lots of fun. And that is something that has taken me a long time to master. I'm still not there yet, to be honest. Um, And being a woman in the lane has its challenges as a pit reporter as well because you really have to find your space and um, find your groove is one way of saying it. Mm-hmm. And what kind of preparation goes into being a pit lane reporter? Do you just like rock up and put a microphone in a driver's face or do you do research or tell us about how do you prepare for a race weekend? If you rocked up as a, as a pit reporter, and uh, on a race weekend, you would get absolutely caned. <laughs> you have to, you probably start preparing for, for super bikes. I probably start repairing about two, three weeks out. Um, so we have our final event in, I think it's three weeks time um, for the Australian super bikes. And I'm already preparing. I um, am the executive producer for that role as well. So we start thinking about our colour pieces and what's going to go into the show. Um, and I also need to prepare stats. So just as an example, for those that don't know, um, you know, there's three different categories that I cover for that, for that role. And I need to know if I'm going into Park for May to interview some of the riders, I like to know how many wins they've had for the season, how many podiums they may have had, um, how they went in the last round, you know, they could, this could be their first win for the season. That sort of stuff I need to know off the cuff. I need to have in the back of my mind. So you really need to be prepared. You really need to know about each rider, um, each team, who's leading the championship, all that sort of stuff. So preparation is key 
you need to, if your producer is keying into you and saying, hey, I'm going to need you to feel for 10 minutes, you might need to walk down a pit lane and just randomly be able to walk up to any driver, team boss, team manager and chat to them. And you need to have something in the back of the head, in, in the back of your mind. You also need to have just little facts uh, ready to go on the track or on the weather or, you know, on where you were last time, all that sort of stuff ready in your, in your mind prepped. So yeah, preparation is key. <laughs> you really, you really don't want to um, come underprepared and have a microphone in your hand and, and be frazzled. Yeah. So it's pretty much, it's not just a, a three day event or a two day event for yourself, um, for any race meeting, it's, you know, up one to two weeks. Yeah. Lead up to the event of getting which, prepared. which is fun when you've got back to back events, when you've got like a, um, a bike event one weekend and then a car event the next weekend and you may call a driver a rider. That, that's always a fun one. <laughs> I do that. Like doing these rare interviews that I do, um, the same thing as well. It's just getting my head around rider and driver. Yeah. So no doubt you do as well. So do you actually have a preference for two or four wheels? Oh, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> well, no, not really, I guess. But no. Um, I don't think I do. I love yeah. them equally. They're so different, aren't they? Like, even from a fan experience point of view, mm. like the racing's very different. It's very different sport. It is. It is. You know, I get to a, a bike event and I was like, oh, my God, I love this. And then I'll get to a car event and I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. Yeah. So, no, I really don't. I really don't. Yeah, it's so different. Like, in the pits, like, the motorbikes just have a few, like, three or four pit crew, don't they, around them? Um, yeah, and there's no, you know, there's no radios. So, if you're doing a pit lane update for a bike event, it's complete, you're asking completely different questions. There's completely different terminology um, to what you would ask a team boss when you're at a car event. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, it's, it's actually, you probably have way more pit lane updates for a car race than you would for, for a bike race. Yeah. So you're saying that for yourself, Emma, it's really important to, to keep up to date and keep learning on the job. How do you continue to learn? Is it that you're um, mastering like a Matt or a Cameron or um, a Ree? Um, how do you continue to improve yourself now that you're in this, this role that's kind of there? Yeah, so I think it's about just taking it next level. You can never just be complacent and say, oh, yeah, okay, I'm good now. I think I'm at where I'm at. Um, I, th- I, I took the next level this year by doing um, further pre-prep. I've, what you've got to do is you've got to make the contacts and do a lot of pre-calls as well. Mm-hmm. So I pre-call of the team bosses now before each round, follow up on the goss, read a lot more articles. Um, I actually did a lot of workshop visits this year as well. So it was nice to visit some of the teams and go behind the scenes. And as I said, I've tried to find my spot in pit lane um, you know, I'm not the expert. I'm not there to be the expert. That's why people like Greg Rust are there and Cameron Bander Duncan are there. They are the tech experts. They know about cars. Um, I'm not an ex-racing car driver and in no way, shape or form do I pretend to be the expert. So, you know, I want to show a bit of a different um, aspect in the lane. So I guess by going to the workshops and maybe meeting some different people behind the scenes, I want to show a bit of a different aspect. So that's why I've done that. Um, Yeah. So I I guess I've stepped it up in that sense. Um, What else have I done this year? Yeah. I guess just my own research, different research. I go to the track a day earlier, no matter what as well. 
I don't care if I'm not getting paid. I'm there for myself. Yep. So I always go to the track a day earlier. I'll be there up and down the lane, talking to people in the background. What's your goss? Writing notes in the media <laughs> center. Um, and that's just me. That's my personal prep. I need that personal prep day for myself. Um, and I think that's really helped me this year. I think I've just stepped it up a notch in 2019. 2019's been the year. Yeah. And like I said, it feels like you've just boomed onto the, onto our TVs in, in every format. But like you said, it, it actually hasn't been. It's been a hard slug behind this, the scenes. So um, thank you for sharing your story. Um, so Em, obviously being a female in a male-dominant sport, especially in um, journalism, um, have you found any challenges or what have you found um, working with the males? Um, yeah, it's had its challenges. How deep do I go? Hmm. Yeah, it has had challenges. Um, look, I'm going to say that at the start it was, it was pretty tough. Um, I, I guess I was pretty naive coming into it. Uh, being a female in a lot of industries has its challenges, right? But I guess I, I, I didn't realise that it would be so tough. Um, uh, the men around me have been unbelievable, but they are quite critical and harsh, which I want them to be because they're my mates. So if I do something wrong, you know about it, which is great. Um, I ask for the feedback and, they, and they're great like that. Um, I'll take it on board happily and I try as hard as I can to better myself and learn from my mistakes. That's what I want to do. I want to be better every single time I'm on TV. I want to learn and I want to build. Um, it's evolving. It is getting better, but we still have a long way to go. I have been um, criticised to my face before in garages. I have been, um, I have been, oh, let's say people haven't given me interviews before. Mm -hmm. um, that's as far as I'll go. Yeah. So I'm saying that obviously on the positive side, um, there's that initiative from FIA um, to do Dare to Be Different and you're a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what Dare to Be Different is and how do you feel that that's um, helping the sport going forward? Yes. So it is a really cool program that comes behind. Um, it started in 2018 in Australia and I've been an ambassador ever since then. And there's a great group of girls in Australia who have been following the program around. Um, and what we do is basically we go to schools or we go to different places in Australia and we have uh, young kids come from schools. We run a great program and we have things like reaction challenges, fitness challenges, media programs. And by the end of the day, the kids are so excited about motorsport. They come in thinking, oh, what are we doing today? And I think that um, if one girl leaves excited about motorsport, we know we've done our job, job right because they leave wanting to be race engineers or race car drivers or they want to be on TV. So it's a really exciting program, just encouraging young women to be involved in motorsport. And I keep saying, you know, if I had something like that when I was in school, I think that I would have been a race engineer by now, honestly. Um, it's really motivational and really encouraging. So it's a cool thing to be involved in and I'm really happy to be an ambassador. Um, so as I said, yeah, it's been going for two years now. I'm actually flying out to Brisbane this week to be a part of the media program, which I'm really excited about. And great girls are involved. We've got girls like Molly Taylor, um, Kate Peck just got involved. There's a whole bunch of girls from. We had Romy here. Romy, yes, Romy. Oh, she's so good at that. She's she's just killing it, that lady. 
Um, yeah, so it's really, really cool. Um, jump on their Facebook page, jump on Instagram, get behind it. It's really awesome. And yeah, can't wait to do more things with them. We'll have the links to Dare to be Different in yes. the show notes. That's my goal for 2020, to get on the Dare to be Different committee. Oh, um, my God, you're in. <laughs> I I'm want to be I'm going to hook you up, girl. Yeah, see so if you can do that. But what are you, what's your plans, Emma, going forward? What's the bigger picture? Um, you know what? People have asked me, you know, what's the end goal? I have to say, where I'm at right now, I couldn't be happier. I think anything – I just didn't think that I'd be here right now. I think anything going forward for me would just be a bonus. I'm so happy with what I've achieved. Um, I never thought that I would be in a pit lane, going to race weekends, going to these race tracks, meeting great people. Um, I think if I can keep doing what I'm doing now, um, I, I'm, I'm laughing, to be honest. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you have given us lots of information today. I appreciate your time, Um, Do you have any parting words for those, again, wanting to get started into um, pit lane journalism, sports mm-hmm. reporting, um, or some sort where they can contact you to, if you're happy to answer any questions? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, please contact me on Instagram. I'm going to put my email address on my bio. If you want to send me an email or DM me, please do. Um, I'm very approachable and I get back to everyone. I'm very good at that. Um, Yes. So please just get out there. Um, Find a mentor. Mentors are really important. Be strong. Have thick skin if you want to get into this industry. Just give it a go. Like I really, as I said, I didn't think I'd be good enough. But if you are passionate, if you work hard, if you love something, you really can do it. Um, Yeah. Get out there. Get amongst it. There is a place for women in motorsport um, and give it, give it a crack. I agree, 100%. <laughs> and um, all of Emma's details for her Instagram account and Dare to be Different will be on today's show notes. Thank Thanks, Emma. Thanks. Hey, guys. I've got to tell you about this month's competition. The lovely Emma has kindly donated her time to offer someone to follow her for a race meeting in 2020. So if you are aspiring to be a sports journalist or just have a crush on Emma and want to hang out with her for the day, um, please go to our iTunes at Motorsport Coaching Podcast, um, subscribe and write a review. And all those reviews would go into the monthly draw, which will be drawn on November 15th um, to win a day with Emma, shadowing her at a racetrack in 2020. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your support. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.